from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. One of my favorite passages in all of the Bible is John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. The beauty of the light and the word and how God became flesh. It's what we celebrate this Christmas. It's what we celebrate each Christmas. And so this evening, Merry Christmas to you. I hope you're doing well. I'm so thankful that you're here tonight on Christmas Eve 2019. For those of you I don't know, I'm Todd, and I'm the lead pastor here. I'm really excited that you all are here, and I want to say a special thank you to those who are joining online on Facebook Live and online, and I want to say a real special thank you to those who are in backstage, who um, are right behind me, and they're watching on video. Why don't you give it up for our backstage folks tonight? Thank you so much for being in backstage. They sat back there so you could have a seat in here. So thank you guys in backstage. We're very glad that you guys are here as well. I realize you guys are the middle service on Christmas Eve. So some of you have eaten and you might be sleepy and some of you haven't and you're gonna be hangry. (laughs) So I realize what I'm up against, okay? So I just wanna let you know, I realize what I'm up against tonight. This is the season of lights. We see it all around us, don't we? It's a season of lights. We see it on the trees. We see it on our homes. Some of you, I've even seen it in your cars and on your cars. You decorate your cars at Christmas. We see it all around us. It's the season of light. Christmas is the celebration of light breaking through the darkness. It's the celebration of God deciding that he would break through the darkness and that he would become light. You know, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus uses an interesting metaphor. We're going to read it at the end of this message here tonight. It's an interesting metaphor. He says that we are to be salt and we are to be light. Salt and light. He was salt and light. He was salt and light. I want you to think about for a moment that metaphor It's a metaphor, it's a spiritual comparison. It kind of gives us a glimpse into what God was doing by breaking into the darkness. 
salt and light, they're interesting things. Take, take a look at salt for a minute. I, I remember as a kid, every plate that I was served, I would just pour salt all over it before I even took a taste of it. And my mom would say, Todd, you can live without salt. And she was actually wrong. It was the only time she was ever wrong, but she was wrong. I found out you can't live without salt. Now, you probably can't live with too much of it either, and I'm glad she corrected me. We can't live without salt. It does so much, doesn't it? Salt adds flavor to food. It actually, experts say that it adds color to food. That's kind of weird. I don't want to think too much about that. It adds texture to food. It brings the flavor out. It preserves. It's a mineral that we need. I want you to think about that for a moment. It preserves. Like salt helps keep away disease and decay. There have been wars that have been waged in the early days, in the ancient days, over salt. Salt is something that is so important even today. It's vitally important. I want you to think about what would happen if we had no salt in the world. If we had no salt in the world, our food wouldn't taste as good as it does. If we had no salt in the world, things would decay much faster than they do now. In the old days, they needed it because we didn't have refrigerators. It was the main source of preserving things back in the ancient days, in the old days. A world without salt uh, means that we would not be able to have the nutrient that comes with it. It helps us. It helps us to retain water and to live our lives. Without salt, meat would spoil and rot. Disease would spread. Food would be tasteless, colorless, and textureless, and humans would eventually die. Salt is an important thing. And spiritually speaking, a world without salt, a spiritual world without salt, leads to spiritual decay. I want you to know today that um, the world that we live in, it is in decay and it is in darkness. Merry Christmas. Have a good night. I'll see you next year. <laughs> That's the world that we live in. And it doesn't take too long for us to figure that out. We look around and we see the political divisions that exist. We see the evil that exists in our world. We see the division that exists among races, among peoples, among communities, among households and families. And we see the fact that our world is in decay and it is in darkness. But God talked about him and talked about us being salt and, and, and trying to uh, be someone and being someone who, who renews. And Paul talks about it in 2 Corinthians verse, chapter 4, verse 16. He says, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Do you feel like 2019 was a year that you kind of wasted away? kind of took a little bit out of you, took more out of you than you expected or wanted, you can be renewed day by day. But the key is, is to, to tie in, to plug in, to connect with the one who can truly renew you. Think about a world without light. A world without light. I, I don't know, uh, you, you probably know this, you, you guys are, are, are educated, you know this, that the number one source of vitamin D is from the sun. 
We haven't seen it in about three days until this afternoon. I thought we were all going to have to wade here or, you know, like swim here to church today. And I'm so glad um, that the sky's open and we got some sun today. It was great. It's the number one source of vitamin D. It provides life, provides photosynthesis. It, it, it causes things to live and to grow physically. A world without light means death. It means things would spoil. It means that things wouldn't grow. It means the end of life itself. And that passage we just read in John chapter one, spiritually speaking, God says, you know what? In John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. You know, Christmas is the story of God overtaking darkness, of holding off spiritual death. And the reason that we're without salt and light is because of what happened all the way back at the beginning when God created Adam and Eve and all the way back at the beginning, uh, man, humanity decided that we would go our own way, that we would rebel against God. One thing that he asked us to do and sin entered the world and it's been with us ever since and forever since it separated us from God. But here's the great news the story doesn't end with the world being in decay and darkness. The good news, the, the news of Christmas is that Jesus came to restore and to radiate. That's the good news of Christmas. He came to restore and to radiate. He came to bring darkness or to bring light to our dark world. And when we decide to receive Jesus to be our savior, we choose to walk in restoration and in what the light radiates. First Peter 5.10 says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Did you come in here tonight needing a little restoration? Needing a little confirmation? Needing to be strengthened or reestablished? God can do that. He can do that. That's why he came into the world. He came into the world to save us from our sins, to be the light that sheds light on the darkness so that we can then see that he is the true light. John 8, 12 says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's a great message, the light of life. We just read from John chapter one, four and five, in him was the life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So yes, the world is in darkness and it's in decay, but Jesus came to restore and Jesus came to radiate. He came to shine in our world in the darkness of our world. You see, Christmas is what celebrates that darkness being overtaken. Christmas is the time of year where we celebrate that. That's why we light the lights. That's why we put these lights on the Christmas trees. By the way, back in the ancient days, they used to put candles in Christmas trees. That's really safe, isn't it? That's why we do that. That's why we light the world up. That's why we light our world up at Christmas time. It's because God came and broke through the darkness with the light. 
And the light of Christ, I want you to hear this today, the light of Christ is not exclusive. It's not something that's exclusive to those who, who are like all shiny, all religious, do the good stuff. It's for everyone. It is for everyone. John 1, 9, as we just read, says the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. I want to read that again. The true light, which gives light or enlightens, what's that next word? Everyone. Everyone was coming into the world. You see, Christmas wasn't exclusive for just the religious. It wasn't exclusive for those who had their act together. Thank God, because I would have been excluded. The light of Christ wasn't just for those who were better or richer or had more privilege. It was for everyone. It was for everyone. And so Jesus brings that restoration. He brings that light, but he doesn't just bring it for all the decay and all the darkness. I want you to hear tonight that Jesus brought life to your decay. He brings life into your decay. He brings restoration and newness into what's old in your life. He brings light into your darkness. This is a thing that's so personal because he loved you enough to send his son to be born in a manger. You know what a manger was? It was a wooden trough where animals ate out of. That's what he did for you. That's what he did for you because he loved you so much. And the story of the gospel doesn't end there in the manger. It doesn't end there in that wooden trough. It goes to a wooden cross because Jesus decided that he would fulfill God's plan and do the will of the Father. And so he willingly gave up his life. He sacrificed his life on a wooden cross. And the Bible says if we put our trust and our faith in him, that that thing that separates us from God, that sin that has existed from the beginning, is taken away by his sacrificial act. And if you choose to believe in him, you can have eternal life forever with God. John 1.12, we just read it, says, but to all who did receive him, who, what's that next word? Believed in his name. He gave the right to become children of God. And tonight, there are some of you who walked in here today, and if you're truly honest, walked in here tonight, if you're truly honest, you'd say, you know what? My life has been, 2019, I don't, I don't know about you, 2019 has not been my greatest year. It's not been terrible, but it hasn't been great. But for some of you, 2019 has just stunk, if you're really honest. You're really ready for 2020. You're ready for a new year, a new month, a new week. Oh, yeah, and a new decade to come. Because if you look back at 2019, man, there was a lot of decay, a lot of darkness in my life. And if you're here today and you fall into that category and you've never accepted Jesus as your savior, I want you to know that you can receive him if you believe in him. That's the phrase that I often use is believe to receive. You can choose to trust in him. There's nothing that you need to do. There's no good works. There's not an absence of like evil works, evil deeds, evil things. There's not like this quota of good things that you have to do. 
That's the gospel message, is that Jesus willingly went to the cross so that you, if you believe, can receive him as your savior and have eternity in heaven with him forever. Tonight, after we're done here, I'm going to give you the chance, the opportunity, if you've never put your faith in him, if you've never chosen to receive him by believing in him, I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to do that tonight. And man, for some of you, Christmas 2019 is going to be your step into eternity. Think about that. It's going to be your entrance, your birth into eternity. But there's also a message for those of you who walked in here today, and you've been a Christ follower for a long time. The idea of us being salt and light, the idea of Jesus, in a sense, being salt and being light, there's a command, there's a challenge, there's an imperative for us. That passage I spoke of in the beginning when Jesus was giving this sermon on, on the mount there, um, he says, it's recorded in Matthew 5, 13 through 16, he says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. And then he says, you are the light of the world. I want you to hear this again, Christ follower. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and then put it under a basket, but on a stand so that it gives light to all in the house. In verse 16, he says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Two observations about that passage. Number one is, is that the good works is something that happens as a result of salvation, not as a requirement for it. That's a game changer. That's a game changer. And I'm so glad because I can't do enough good and I can't be sinless enough to overcome the sin that exists, that gap between me and God. He took it all. He did all of the work for us. He did all of the work for us. And the second part of that is, is that he says that we are salt and light. It's action. It's active imperative. It's something that is. And so if you're here today and you already are a Christ follower, I want you to hear that God says that you are salt and that you are light. And the challenge for us in that this Christmas, the challenge for it in 2020, the challenge for, the, for us in our lives is that if we are salt and if we are light, we should do everything we can to not hide that, to not stifle that, to not put a lamp over that, to not pretend that we're not something that we already are by the work of God on the cross through his son Jesus' death. That's the challenge for those of us who are Christ followers that's found in Christmas. We're called to spread salt, and we're called to shed light. The world is in decay and darkness. Jesus came to restore and radiate, but we are called to season and shine. That's what we're called to do, to season and shine. Tonight, for those of you who may have walked in here tonight, and um, I don't know, maybe Maybe you're here tonight because you're staying with a family member that was like, I'm going to feed you if you come to church. <laughs> or maybe you came tonight and, I don't know, it's just what you do on Christmas. It's what you do on Christmas Eve. 
My family, I didn't grow, believe it or not, I didn't grow up going to Christmas Eve services. We went occasionally, but we didn't go that often. But some of you, like you go to Christmas Eve services every Christmas Eve. Um, but maybe you walked in here tonight and something different is happening. Something different is going on in your heart, in your mind, in your life right now. Like some things are clicking. Some things are clicking. And I remember being in a church service. It wasn't on a Christmas Eve, but it was church service a lot like this. And I remember sitting where you're sitting. And I remember going, oh my goodness, man, I, yeah, this is starting to make sense now. Like God came and he died. He came as a child and lived for 33 years and chose to die willingly to suffer and to sacrifice so that I can spend eternity with God and I gave my life to God. I chose to receive him by believing in him and by putting my faith and my trust in him. And for some of you, maybe tonight's your night. Maybe tonight, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 2019, is the night that you take that step into eternity. See, that time when I was a kid, it actually, I actually accepted him in a classroom when I was in second grade. And that day, that was the day that I stepped into eternity. It was the beginning of my eternal life because of my belief in him. And my prayer and my hope and my invitation is, is why not try Jesus? Why not trust him? Why not put your faith, your belief, your trust in him alone for your eternity. I'm going to pray here in a moment. I'm going to invite those of you who have never put your faith and trust in Jesus to do just that. Because I don't want you to walk out of this place not knowing, first of all, and not having the opportunity to receive him. And so I'm going to say a prayer out loud, and there's nothing magical about the words at all. What's important is the intent of your heart. And I want to invite you, if you've never put your faith in him, to just pray that prayer. You don't have to pray it out loud. Just pray it to God silently in your heart. When we're done, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand with every head bowed and every eye closed. Um, I'm not going to point you out or ask you to come down here. Um, I, I told the last service, I, I hate being embarrassed. And I know that's weird. You're like, you're up on a stage. How do you hate being embarrassed? I do, okay? So I wouldn't embarrass you. But I definitely, definitely want you to have the invitation to choose to become a believer in this one that we celebrate this Christmas season. So would you pray with me tonight? God, I thank you so much that you chose to break through the darkness, to pierce the darkness, to become man, and to become light in our dark world. And God, I thank you so much that you chose to do it the way that you did it by sending yourself in the form of a baby to save the world who would grow into a teenager and then a 20-something and then start his ministry in his 30s and end it by the greatest sacrificial gift that's ever been given to humanity ever by dying on the cross. You went from that wooden manger, that wooden trough to a wooden cross. And Father God, I thank you that you did that for all of humanity, but I thank you you did it for me. 
And I thank you that you did it for those who are in this room, who are in backstage, those who are listening online tonight. And God, I pray right now in the strong name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit would be moving in this place. And if there's anyone in here who maybe God has opened your mind, opened your heart, maybe opened your life where you've been saying no, you've been saying no, and tonight's your night, say yes. Or maybe you've been searching, maybe you've been seeking, maybe you've been skeptical, and maybe tonight something happened, maybe the words that were sung or maybe something you saw earlier in the day or something that you heard tonight, it just clicked. The puzzle came together. I wanna invite you to pray this prayer to God or something like it. It goes something like this. God, thank you for saving me. I admit that I'm far from you because I, like everybody else, have sin. And tonight, I wanna receive you as my savior. And so I am choosing to believe that you died for me. I accept you, Jesus, as my savior. Help me now to live for you. And just in the quietness of this room with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you prayed that prayer, I'm gonna ask you just to slip your hand up for a moment and keep it up so I can pray for you. I'll pray silently. Would you just raise your hand if you prayed that prayer or something like it tonight? Just raise your hand. Awesome. Awesome, I see you. Keep it up tonight for just a second. Anyone else to my left, right in the center of the room, anyone in the center of the room who prayed that prayer or something like it? Awesome, I see you. Anyone else to my right? Father, I pray for those who have their hands raised tonight. God, maybe some in backstage, maybe some online, who tonight gave their life to you. Tonight, they chose to believe in you, Jesus, the Savior. And God, this Christmas is gonna be a Christmas that they remember for the rest of their lives. Because tonight, they stepped foot into an eternity with you. God, I thank you for this good news, this amazing miracle of Christmas, the great story of what you did by breaking the darkness, by coming into this world, by dying on that cross. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, for what you did. And thank you for what you're doing in this place tonight. God, I pray for those of us who already are Christ followers that we would take seriously the challenge that we now have, the imperative that we now have, the command that we have to not hide that light, to not reserve that salt, but to spread it, to let it shine. Help us, God, to do that this Christmas. Help us to do that in the way that we've been created, the way that you have purposed for us throughout 2020, throughout our lives. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to encourage those of you who may have made a decision for Christ tonight, for Jesus tonight. I want to encourage you um, tonight, before you leave, um, to, on your way out, not now, don't leave yet. Okay, I promise you don't want to leave yet. 
uh, to go by um, and pick one of these books up. This is the Gospel of John. That passage that I read at the beginning is from this Gospel, and it's, it's just a small little book. Um, it's part of the Bible. It's got a little guide in it, a devotional notes in it. Uh, it's from the uh, New International Version. It's free. Um, you can go pick it up. It's, it's back in the back as you leave, kind of to the left over there. If you're in backstage, you guys can uh, you know, take some time to come over and pick one of these up. Or if you don't have a Bible, or if this Christian thing is all new to you, you can go to guest services and get the whole thing. This is one, of, one book. There's 66, okay, of these, all right? So this is just one, and it's the first one you ought to read if you just accepted Christ as your Savior. It's the, it's the best place to start. But I want to encourage you also, if you want to, to go pick up a Bible um, back there at our guest service uh, spot back there and uh, let them know of your decision for Jesus tonight. For those of you who already are Christ followers, for us, the challenge is an imperative. It is a command. We don't need to hide it. We don't need to hide it. Do you realize that each of you who are here today, you were created uniquely and wonderfully. That's what the psalmist says. He says you are uniquely and wonderfully created. God created you as a special person. There's no one else like you, but he created you for a special reason, for a specific reason. You have a purpose, a God-given purpose. And I believe that that starts and is kindled and made known when we do our best to let our light shine, to be salt in our world, to be light for the world. It's my challenge to us tonight for all of us. As we live our lives, as we enter a new year, as we enter a new decade, as we enter 2020, that we would do the best that we can to be salt and light in our world.